0: Okay, here we are again, episode six. Again.
1: Uh, <laughs> you don't sound so
0: happy about that. Jesus Christ. Okay, Phil, take us into it, man. Can you fucking believe it? Huh. That one was a little more drawn out than most. That's okay, though. Hey, right. You gotta change it up,
1: keep it interesting.
0: Right, you can't just have the same thing every
1: single time. Yeah.
0: Alright, alright. So this might be a little bit of a continuation of last week, considering we're doing two this week, and we still both have been slacking, not really watching the same movies. We've been watching movies, but not the same ones.
1: <laughs> That's always great, you know, it's great for a podcast when nobody knows what's going on.
0: Right, when you're just listening, where do they come up with these movies? Jesus, what do they go to like the bargain bin at Walmart <laughs> and just randomly pick something?
1: Exactly. Okay. Three fifty. why not?
0: Hey, you know. Maybe we should do that one week. Maybe that'll be a theme week, the bargain <laughs> bin at Walmart. Um, but okay, let's see the continuation. We mentioned it last week. We got to go. I think this should be our first one this week. The shadow. I mean, it, come on, hey, Alec
1: Baldwin, I, man.
0: Alec Baldwin, you cannot be Alec Baldwin, and uh, there's a reason he's been on Saturday Night Live what 15 times or something like that. <laughs> I
1: mean, yeah, he, I think he is the the either I think he's the second or third most hostingest person.
0: Well, it's got to be between him and, like, Steve Martin and...
1: Yeah, I think I think it's one of the but guys you think is almost a regular, like Steve Martin, who's the most...
0: Yeah, and then, for whatever reason, wasn't Paul Simon on it a whole bunch of times, or was he just a musical guest? I think he was
1: a musical guest a bunch of times, okay, probably because he lived down the street.
0: Right, <laughs> well, remember that skit they had where it was, like, the Five Timers Club or whatever, and it was Tom Hanks, I think, was the one that was getting into the, the Five Timers Club, and <laughs> yeah. it was him and Steve Martin and... John Goodman's hosted a shitload of times. Yes, he Which has. is weird and, uh, to me, but...
1: Walken's hosted like nine or ten times.
0: That's true, Christopher Walken. Yeah. I saw this really weird little clip of uh, on this show on Comedy Central that's all about internet, just goofiness. It's called Tosh.0. Oh, it's pretty funny. I saw this clip where it was Asians imitating Christopher Walken that he pulled off the web somewhere.
1: Oh, God.
0: Yeah, it was very... You mixed the Christopher Walken... Accent with the Asian accent. And th- not just Asians, you know, in Dallas somewhere or whatever. It was Asians, like, from Tokyo, Japan. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> so. And anyway, anyway. Alec Baldwin, The Shadow. um, Directed by the same guy as directed Highlander.
1: Which we didn't talk about. If
0: you we did. Well, I never finished it. Oh. I was, I...
1: You know, I... It's not that bad. I don't know why I just... I couldn't... I just... I mean, it's not Lawnmower Man, where literally I had to stop it every 10 minutes just to relax and go, okay, I can finish it, I can finish it, I can finish it. Yeah. Well, the
0: Lawnmower Man, the first Lawnmower Man wasn't.
1: That's what I'm talking about. That's what about. you're
0: talking about? Oh, okay. With uh,
1: Jeff Fahey and Pierce Brosnan.
0: A team for the ages, I tell you what.
1: Hey, Jeff Fahey in anything is like must see entertainment
0: for me. Well, yeah, I mean, he was the best part of the trailer for The Mexican. <laughs> the best
1: part of the trailer. That's great. Hey, you know. Hey, he's on Lost now. Is he? Yeah, but no, I was going to mention uh, his great... Like, the only starring vehicle I can ever remember for Jeff Fahey is body parts. But anyway... <laughs> <laughs> the, Shadow! the Shadow! okay. okay. finally, yeah. Hey. Yeah, again,
0: directed by the same guy that directed the uh, Highlander, which I didn't know. You didn't um, know
1: Russell Mulcahy did it?
0: I didn't. I was never into the Highlander. I never... I don't know. It was just one that I never really picked up on, which is what you said in the last one where I mentioned it was the fact that I'm a pretty big Sean Connery fan. And I never just, I just never. Yeah, because I
1: mean, a lot, most of the, like when I was a kid, most people (laughs) knew Sean Connery from Highland. They're all my little nerd friends.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. One of the things I love about The Shadow so much is that. I don't think that anybody in that movie is taking it terribly seriously. Yeah, and it really kind of captures this sort of go- this this mood or this feeling of just this goofy, over the top a little bit radio play. In a yeah, way. yeah.
1: I mean, they they wrote it and I think they performed it as if it were on radio.
0: Kinda. Yeah, I mean, I I, I just but some of the lines in that are just you know the best <laughs> the the whole you know. Did you get that midtown? And he's like Forty Eighth Street. You sir are a barbarian.
1: <laughs> <laughs> or I dream. I dreamt I, dreamt I um, was another I ripped, I ripped my, my face off, and was another man underneath. You've got problems. I'm, I'm aware, aware of that. that. <laughs> like okay. And
0: some of it's really ridiculous. Uh, with the whole thing of the big revelation is, is that he's hypnotized the whole city. What you
1: know? I... I know from across the world. From across the world, For twenty years. Right, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah, and <laughs> and then um,
1: why not? Hey, you
0: know, and uh, uh, Tim Curry just completely. Oh with the, God! Just losing his marbles and.
1: I I always kind of hated that scene where he just goes nuts and starts foaming at the mouth. I'm like, he's like, really? He's
0: drooling, and he's his mm. eyes are bugging out of his head, and he's sweating, and it's like, wow. <laughs> Why damn. did they
1: name him after a mine? What was his name? Farley Claymore.
0: Is that a mine?
1: The Claymore Mine? Yeah, of course.
0: Oh, mine as in, okay. As I, in boom? Yeah, I thought you meant like it's <laughs> in a big hole in the ground. <laughs> I, I did, how would you know that?
1: <laughs>
0: but... <laughs> You don't return my calls anymore. I never returned your calls. You know why? Because I don't like you. And he just <laughs> keeps going. He doesn't even. It doesn't even phase him that she's just telling him straight up. I'm not going to return your calls because you suck.
1: You know what? I always notice, and I always see this guy wherever I see him. Is the is the the other the big fat security guard was on Parker Lewis? Can't lose. Yeah, yeah, I remember <laughs>
0: him in that. Yeah, and that's um, speaking of. Well, no, I'll save that for the next one. But I was going to say in Wild Things, which is another one we'll talk briefly about. There was one of those ones where you see the actor, actress, and he just drives you crazy to the point where it's distracting you from the movie yeah. to where you've seen them before. Uh-huh. Um, that one happened to me in Wild Things. But we'll go into that in a minute. <laughs> uh, but the, with The Shadow, I mean, I think that it was... That was, that, that was after Batman really hit it big and superhero movies were kind of oh, yeah, coming back the, the first time. The Shadow
1: was... Because the Batman was like eighty eight or 89.
0: 89,
1: I think, yeah. and um, the Shadow I think is ninety four. Because a little known fact, I keep all of my movie ticket stubs going back to nineteen ninety four, and I wow. have my Shadow ticket stub.
0: Wow, I didn't know you still saved those. I knew you used to. I didn't know you still. Saved
1: I them. still do.
0: Yeah, I still got in a little porcelain bathtub.
1: Yeah, no, that broke. That broke when we lived together.
0: Oh, okay. That's too bad, because that's what I always remember, It's a little <laughs> bathtub with I have this like
1: do. weird uh, plastic box I keep in it.
0: It's <laughs> but, totally full. But, so, okay, the point I was trying to make is that, okay, Batman hit it big, and that sort of got superhero movies coming back for the first time they came back. Yeah. Because then there was this whole slew of sort of weird, goofy, dumbass superhero movies. <laughs> like, like
1: Double Dragon. Well, that, and then... Well, like, that, I guess that was the video game craze.
0: Yeah, well, there was, there was The Shadow, there was, uh, what was the one with, um, with Billy Zane? The Phantom. The Phantom, um, which... Or,
1: that was like, we talked about him last week, that was produced by Bob Evans. That was like his, supposed to be his big comeback,
0: was um, producing
1: The Phantom.
0: Which I never even saw, but I just looked at the trailers and stuff and went, wow,
1: what is that? I, I think I own it. Just because um, it's kind of in a similar vein to The Shadow and its goofiness. Yeah. And I love Treat Williams as the bad Treat, guy.
0: Treat Williams, yeah. He Well, he made a little bit of a comeback there for a while, too. But, <laughs> for a
1: hot second.
0: Right. Well, but The Shadow, I mean, it was supposed to be a big... I think they were imagining it as this big movie. It was supposed to be like the next Batman, kind of. And... Um, You know, I think that they sort of saw it as potentially a franchise, maybe, you know, because really, The Shadow, you can have as many Shadow stories as you want. Yeah. Who's going to go back to 1914 and look up in The Shadow (laughs) Pulp magazine? Well,
1: at the time, you could still find The Shadow on, like, you know, cassette tape. The radio shows? Yeah. Like, I remember seeing them these huge cassette tapes, like, series of The Shadow.
0: Wow. Well... Yeah, and you know, I guess it's like you got all this... For a movie like that, I don't think it can be quite that quirky
1: Yeah,
0: to be a big hit like that. Yeah,
1: Americans don't get quirkiness frequently, I think.
0: Well, that says in each TV show that's like that, real quirky and whatever. They always have these real dedicated cult audiences, but they never really go wide, you know, for the general public. But yeah, I think... I can see that they sort of—you can tell just by watching the movie—that they were thinking, you know, this is gonna, this could be a franchise or, or whatever.
1: Yeah, well, we all hope. (laughs) But But I always felt bad for Ian McKellen in that movie, and of course at the time he wasn't like a big actor; he hadn't been Gandalf yet. Right. But he has absolutely nothing to do in that movie except for wander around
0: and be an idiot and
1: be a total idiot. Yes, my con. That's like half of his lines.
0: Well, right. And the things about, you know, they tried to set up the fact that he was this, this guy who was uh, was so dedicated to his work and stuff like that in the sense of, they're saying, well, Einstein couldn't tie his own shoes or something. It was just these weird little quirks or whatever. and whatever. And he couldn't tell, he, he didn't know what the difference between a red shirt and a green shirt was. He Not was, that colorblind. He was Did they say he was colorblind?
1: Yeah. Well, I don't know. But I, I assume he was colorblind because most people would know their colors.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. A little too far, you know. Or, yeah, yeah, and then the 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 billboard. You know, I'd climb a mountain for a llama, <laughs> not a camel, but a llama. <laughs> and he, and he, he's he's just staring at it like, Durr. and the smoke <laughs> rings are coming out. It turns into the con's face or whatever. It's like, okay, you know, yeah. come on, yeah. poor Ian. But he was, and it's funny to watch it too because '94. You know, that's um, almost well, 15 years ago. And uh, he was old then. And now he's, he's huge, and he's Magneto, and he's Gandalf. And, um, and now you got to figure with somebody like that, you just keep plugging, man. You were 65 before you even got into the shadow. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, I don't know. For me, Russell Mulcahy just was never that interesting of a director. Like, he had the Highlander. Like, I think that may have been one of his first movies. He's an Aussie dude, so there are a couple, like, weird little Australian movies But then, when he made Hollywood movies, they were just the worst. Like, ricochet.
0: Yeah, that wasn't very good. (laughs) (laughs) And then, um, uh, what was he... Okay, he was not the one that did... No, I'm thinking of somebody else. I was going to say the one with Alicia Silverstone. and um, I'm thinking of the guy that did Demolition Man.
1: Marco Brembia.
0: Which only he did, like, two movies and just disappeared.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I think think after uh, Excess Baggage... He did like a TV movie, Dinotopia, yeah. and that was it.
0: Yeah, it's like, what, what happened to this guy? I mean, excess baggage couldn't have been that hard on his career. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
1: know. Maybe if Alicia Silverstone says your career is through, your career you don't is Don't fuck career. with Alicia Silverstone, I'll say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> vegans get bitchy with you.
0: <laughs> you don't want to piss off a vegan.
1: <laughs> they might throw some way at you. Right,
0: that tofu, man. You can get that stuff moving. Um <laughs> 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 but still, Russell McKay, okay, okay, he did the Shadow, he did um and then after the Shadow, like you said it was Rick was Ricochet before, R- before. R- R- Ricochet before. was
1: before ninety two, ninety one.
0: Yeah. And then
1: After the Shadow was pretty much all downhill, then you started seeing like direct to video movies like Russell Mulcahy's Tale of the Mummy. Right, okay. I was that like, really, Russell? You get the above the you know, title credit? I don't think so. You're Are not, you
0: not John, You're not John Carpenter.
1: Exactly. He's the only well, one allowed to do that.
0: I noticed that um, on the trailer for The Last Airbender, Shyamalan is doing that now. It's M. Night Shyamalan's The Last Airbender.
1: Oh, M. Night Shyamalan can suck it. That guy has like the... From what I
0: understand, he has like the biggest ego in Hollywood almost.
1: Well, I mean, I guess when your second movie is The Sixth Sense, for which you, you know, is nominated for a Best Picture Oscar, I guess you have a right to be, but then you have to follow it up with something that's at all good. But, I mean, after... <laughs> After The Sixth Sense, it's just a list of shit, right? I mean, oh, yeah, it's like The Village. Unbreakable, The Village. Signs is okay. I like science, Signs is
0: actually pretty decent. But The
1: Happening and the... What's the stupid one with Bryce Dallas Howard and... and um, Oh, The
0: Tale of the Mermaid or whatever?
1: yeah, uh, Lady in the Water. Lady in the Water. Something. Something. I don't know. Who cares? Yeah. It's really dumb.
0: Yeah, I... I and, of I know course, he,
1: he had himself playing, like, this Jesus writer character who was, whose book was going to... Change the world. I was like, really, M Night Shyamalan? Really, do you need to put yourself in your movies? Really?
0: Yeah. Right. Well, he considers himself the next Hitchcock or something. But he goes, the the best thing, the best joke ever was from Signs, where he's like, where uh, Mel Gibson saying, you know, uh, don't call me father. I'm not. I'm not a priest anymore. And then in uh in scary movie three, when Charlie Sheen says, don't call me dude. I'm not a stoner anymore. <laughs> I don't know why it just
1: kills me. I'm not a stoner anymore. Well, you know my favorite joke from that movie. The... The videotapes, oh God. <laughs> <All> the alien <laughs> sightings. <laughs> there's the one with just the horse taking the giant shit. The horse the- taking the shit, and the alien just wanders through. The two dogs fucking, and the alien just wanders through.
0: <laughs> the the do the, the frat guys, and the one guy's like projectile vomiting, yeah. and the alien just kind of watching him from the background.
1: <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I know. I I don't know. I spent like ten minutes guffawing after that scene. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing that that was so funny to me. <laughs> well, you know,
0: hey, sometimes humor like that is the best. Who knows? Yeah, well. Hmm. But whatever. So, anything else you want to say about The Shadow while we're at it? Uh, no. No? That's it? That's it. Okay. I'm surprised that we don't have more to say about these movies that we've both watched. A hundred times. Maybe it's just because everything's been said before in these conversations. We'd have to go back and revisit some of these conversations <laughs> we had
1: five years ago but when we used to be excited about it. Now we've all just seen it a hundred times.
0: Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 go on to what well, we got. The next on the li- what's the next on the list? There? Wild things. Wild You've things. You watch
1: that this week.
0: I watched it last night. In fact, um, it's what do you think? Me- well, the
1: only- <laughs> I only remember a couple things about that movie, and one of them is an enormous slum.
0: From, oh, yeah. It, that was, <laughs> like, totally,
1: I, like, I remember seeing in the theater going, Holy, holy, whoa. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what? What? Why what? is that on the screen? Yeah,
0: yeah, no, I know. Um, it's funny to me to go back and watch that movie because that's a very, uh, it's a very lecherous movie. It has these long, lingering shots of what are supposed to be high school age girls. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Talk about and you and well
1: yeah the slow mo shot of her coming out of the pool where they actually had thrusting her what, test
0: they hard. had removed the liner from her swimming suit <laughs> so that it was like see through and then, and then you know these shots where it just goes very slowly up from their feet lingers on their legs and their ass and everything else and I'm going you realize these are supposed to be high school kids <laughs> but for whatever reason and I don't know why maybe it's just that there's enough of like Bill Murray in the movie or something. That it doesn't really feel like you sick, dirty, nasty... Bleh.
1: Well, because it's... I think it's so treated as a soap opera, too. It's like, this is campy. You know? it, well, I mean, it is, too. Yeah, with Teresa Russell and all that stuff. And, well,
0: and um, Robert Wagner.
1: Oh, Bob.
0: He was just like... He... Oh, my God. There was this one scene where it's in the courtroom when, they're, when the girls are... When uh, Matt Dillon's on trial. Yeah. And he walks up and he... He puts his hand on his hip and he adjusts his tie and he goes, your honor, may I be heard? And it was like, it was so just, it was, I don't know if it was just that's how he is, but it it captured just so well this like real pompous ass rich guy. (laughs) And she says, you're not trying this case. You go sit down. And he gives this look like, like, what? I can't go and do whatever I want. It was perfect. And I, I don't know who else you could have really got to done that to do that.
1: Did somebody play the judge? I keep thinking it was like Swoozy Kurtz or something. you know
0: she looks like somebody whos who's famous, but I don't think she actually is because mm-hmm. i even I kind of watched the credits to see if I could pick out anybody that was
1: that yeah. went, oh yeah,
0: okay, but there wasn't really anybody. The one thing remember i I told you before there was that part that was driving me crazy about who was the girl that I recognized in the movie yeah. And it was distracting me from the movie. It was the weirdest thing because I watched The Water Boy not too long ago. Yeah, and the girl that plays Matt Dillon's girlfriend, who for whatever reason is actually um, Robert Wagner's daughter in, uh-huh. the, in the movie, and uh, she's and I saw her and I went, "Oh my god, who is that? I know that that actress from somewhere." And she's not famous at all. She's one of the two girls that in the water boy comes up to Adam Sandler at the party and is kind of hitting on him. And he has that real weird thing where she's like, uh, have you ever been with a guy and a girl at the same time? And, he's, and he thinks they're just to, talking about being around people. Huh. But he's like, I was with my mama and Coach Klein the other day. And there's the two girls. And one of the girls looks at him and goes, oh, my God, and walks away. And then there's one of them who's sitting there. He still keeps talking to him. <laughs> That's her from Wild Things. It's so weird that I even remembered that.
1: Yes, she must have stuck in your brain. Well, she's
0: very, she's like, she's unique looking. She's mm-hmm. not just sort of one of these cookie cutter mm-hmm. extras, you know. But
1: I do not recall this person. You, there's <laughs> no reason seen, you would. I haven't seen the Water Boy a uh, uh, long time.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying there's any reason that anybody but me <laughs> and her would remember who that was. <laughs> uh, but so wild things. It's. I think you had made you had made a comment about.
1: It was yeah. so convoluted that... It is. It's so... I, I always love the fact that it's just such a complex and horrible plot that they feel the need to, like, explain it in outtakes during the credits. Like, yeah, but, oh, here's Nev Campbell on the beach, and here's Bill Murray coming to talk to her. You figured that one out, right? I'm
0: <laughs> like, no, no. 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 <laughs> no. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Didn't see that one coming. Well, you're right, though, and... Wasn't the director of that movie like the director of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer? It was
0: John McNaughton was the guy's name, and I don't. I think
1: he did. I think that's right. I think he did Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and like Simple Life with Luke uh, Perry. Really? And Ashley Judd.
0: I was gonna look it up and see what else he had done when after I was done watching it, but it was like two thirty in the morning, and I was, I gotta get some sleep. But uh, <laughs> I remember thinking that it. Uh, when Wild Things came out, there was something else that he had done that was semi big, and maybe I was thinking of Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer, but there might have been something else too.
1: I don't remember. I don't really remember. Because, I mean, mean, he's kind of a nobody, as far as I can recall.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm, yeah. I mean, you know, most people between the two of us, we can recognize somebody who's done a fair amount of movies. Mm-hmm. But um, and then. I don't know, the couple of things that kind of stand out to me in that movie is that for some reason, Kevin Bacon was a, an executive producer. He, <laughs> I think probably, and I maybe I'm reading too much into it, maybe it was like he found the script floating around somewhere and he went, ooh, um, I gotta... I can show my dick. Well, <laughs> well, he went through, didn't he go through kind of a phase where in like three of his movies, he, he had the frontal nudity for yeah. some reason?
1: It seems to me that that sounds right, yeah.
0: Because I think he did in uh, Hollow Man, too. Yes,
1: he did, several times. Oh. <laughs> you know, that movie, Hollow Man I love, but it's maybe one of the skeeziest movies that Paul Verhoeven has ever made, and that's saying something. I was going to say, that's saying a lot right there. I mean, oh, when he, like, attacks Rona Mitra, that's, uh When he, oh, I can never get it out of my head. It, like, literally made me want to vomit when the guy... Like falls down on the little piece of metal and it cracks his head open. Oh, it grosses me out. We'll see, and that's,
0: see. Now we're going back to where where we where you were for wild things. Where I have seen Hollow Man. It was a long time ago though, and I don't remember a hell of a lot about it. I remember him spying on the girl in the uh, you know in the, her bedroom when he's mm. invisible, and then I remember um, I remember little bits and pieces of it. I just don't remember. You should it. go
1: back. I, I really do like that movie. It's it's part of my collection. Um, but uh, it's, a, it's a disturbing, disturbing movie.
0: Well, yeah. And uh, if it's Verhoeven, it's got to be at least a little bit.
1: Just, <laughs> at least a touch At least disturbing. a little
0: weird. Um, <laughs> you know, oh... This is one that I don't have much to say about. Just sort of going on. This is skeezy and kind of gross or whatever. Is that? <laughs> what a great. Topic. It, well, you know, it's a good segue. I watched the first like half of My Bloody Valentine,
1: the new one.
0: Yeah, but uh, see, I must have really wanted to watch it because it was. I downloaded it, and it was still had all the three D stuff in it. I don't know if you can go get a version of it at the video store that doesn't have the three D yeah. little stuff in you it.
1: Do. You can either. You can watch it in 3D, and you and I think when you buy it, it comes with, like, a couple pairs of glasses, but you can play it without the 3D.
0: But, see, the version that I got still had the 3D, and I didn't have any 3D glasses. Yeah. And it wasn't actually as bad as it sounds like it might be, but there was a few scenes where, like, whoa, I can't, you know. And just <laughs> some of the, some of the stuff where the one part where the... Guy gets hit in the back of the head with the pickaxe and the, his eyeball sticks on it and it yeah. goes, boink, out there. I was like, ew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I told you about like the, one of the funniest scenes in film history in that movie where this totally buck-naked lady is chased around her motel room oh, <laughs> by the killer. And she's completely, totally naked completely for about totally, five minutes of the movie. Yeah, Bush and all. Yeah, no, I saw that, <laughs> and,
0: I, and I remember you talking about
1: that, and I was like, wow, this, this actress, you know. <laughs> she's pretty, uh, she's got a sense of humor, and I yeah. love when she hides behind, like, the frame of the bed. And he's
0: trying to put, get her through it with yeah. the pickaxe, and it takes him, like, six tries. Oh, that's a funny Yeah, issue. I didn't actually finish watching it, so I haven't, I don't you know i can't really say much about other than the first say 40 minutes yeah but it was a little off putting well it doesn't
1: get much better. <laughs> well
0: yeah it was a little off putting with the 3d effects still in there though maybe i'll see if i can go find a version without the 3d you know somewhere that i can get yeah. but it, either that or see if i can find a pair of 3d glasses somewhere <laughs> something like that but yeah it was weird to watch it cuz there's all the little blue and green lines it's almost like watching it on an old tv yeah. that the color was going out on so it's great. But, yeah, whatever.
1: Did you get a chance to watch the Avatar trailer? Shit,
0: no, I forgot. Jesus. I mean, like, give you a project. I know. And it doesn't happen. Maybe what we should do is that when we take the smoke break, before, well, before we go out and smoke, we can set it up to download the Avatar trailer. I'll watch it before we come back, and then I'll actually have something to say about it. <laughs> so you can hear something, so we'll yeah. have something so, to talk about. So we'll actually have something that we've both seen to talk about. Um, but just to finish up on Wild Things, I, I actually, I kind of enjoy that movie. The problem that I had with it was that t- toward the beginning, the first half, maybe even the first two thirds, mm-hmm. it's relatively lighthearted. Um, it's almost like it doesn't take itself too seriously. Yeah. Not lighthearted in the sense of funny. Or I,
1: well, I think it is kind of as, as I recall it being like totally goofy mm-hmm. in that kind of soap opera y fashion yeah. where it's just too big and you know you're not supposed to take it serious.
0: Right, but then toward the end of it actually, in the last, say, 20 minutes maybe half hour mm-hmm. something like that, it kind of shifts tonally and gets more grim, kind of, more serious and and, it, and Matt Dillon for sure he kind of becomes this lunatic, kind of this real psycho guy. Kinda. Apparently I don't recall and, the
1: last half of the film. Well, <laughs> and it,
0: it was just weird, it was a little bit it was, I wouldn't say it was jarring but I think they should have kept that tone throughout the whole thing because the first two thirds of it, there's that tone. Mm-hmm. There's that one last part, last say 20 minutes, where it's not really like that, and it gets sort of grim. Yeah. And then at the end, with the stuff over the credits, that's totally goofy. I mean, that's yeah. like where she's pulling her own teeth out, and she and Matt Dillon can't do it, and she's like, "God damn it, just give it to me." She takes a big drink of the champagne, and then she's like, "Ah." And Matt Dillon just is like, ew! (laughs) It was funny. So I just, I thought it was a fairly enjoyable movie. Denise Richards wasn't actually completely horrible in that movie, which she is in every other movie she's in.
1: Oh, come on.
0: I'm not kidding. She was, I was expecting to see the Denise Richards of like Starship Troopers, (laughs) but she's actually not, she's, for it being one of her first movies, I mean, it was one of her early movies. She wasn't too bad. (laughs) Well, Okay.
1: To quote her TV show, it's complicated, okay?
0: (laughs) Well, I just remember any other movie that she was in, she's so plastic, and she's like this vacant, grinning
1: idiot. What else do you need in Denise Richards? That's what you get. Why not? She's a pair of tits (laughs) who wanders on the screen every now and again. Eh, (laughs) Am I in this shot? (laughs) (laughs) You are now, baby! (laughs) you got yourself
0: a shot. (laughs) But again, I I liked it. I I think it's it's enjoyable. You have to be able to pick up on the tone, though. I think some people really couldn't. They'd be going, this is, I don't get this. This is weird. Well,
1: it wasn't a big hit. I think it was just advertised as like this sex romp. Yeah, you know, with Denise Richards. I mean, like everywhere you looked, it was Denise Richards coming out of the pool, like for like that three months, for before that movie came out.
0: That and the shot where she's standing in Matt Dillon's living room and she's all wet and she's dripping. And she's like, "Hey, you know."
1: Mm-hmm. But yeah,
0: I mean, that movie was marketed on Denise Richards being hot. Yeah, basically, pretty much. And uh, Nev Campbell, I. I think she was, she was, that was after Scream, right? So she actually was sort of, that was sort of her 15 minutes were still going.
1: Was it or was, I can't, I don't think it was. I think that was earlier than Scream. I think that's when she was still on Party of Five.
0: Oh, okay. Cause see, I thought it was just after Scream and um, that was when she was still sort of a hot commodity from that.
1: I don't think so. I think that was after The Craft. Okay, but I don't think it was after or because after Scream.
0: Nev Campbell was completely miscast in that movie. She was she was bad in that movie. As <laughs> Neve Campbell
1: was always bad.
0: Well, I'm just saying that there are parts that Nev Campbell could play, <laughs> and that ain't one of nah, them. That's not one of them. Yeah, she <laughs> was she was in Scream. I think that was a good part for her,
1: or well, maybe it was yeah. better
0: written, or maybe it was better yeah. directed, or something. I don't know. But it just it, she was not she was not supposed to be the. If I was going to go back and, and make it, I would never in a million years have cast Neve Campbell in that part. I can't say who I would have. <laughs> I'm bad at that game. But it wouldn't have been her. Yeah. But whatever. You know, It's enjoyable. Bill Murray's the best. Bill movie. Murray
1: is the best.
0: Just period. Not just z- the best. Right?
1: The, my theory for the failure of, Charlie Hill, of Charlie's Angels full throttle, Bernie Mac.
0: No, no Bill Murray. Exactly. You gotta have Bill Murray. <laughs> he was the best in that. <laughs> I gotta have more Bill Murray. I got a fever. The only prescription is more Bill Murray. <laughs> okay. On that note, we're gonna take a smoke break. We're gonna set up the Avatar trailer, and uh, we'll be back in a minute. Woohoo! We're back. Okay, we're back. Now uh, we got. Uh, we did. We took a little time out to watch the. Avatar trailer, which I hadn't seen. Do you want to save the trailers toward the end? Because there's a couple of trailers that we've probably both seen. Or do you want to just do them now?
1: Oh, we'll, we'll keep it there as, a, as a last thing. As okay. A, All
0: right. That's Good our deal. trailer for the trailer there you segment. Go. There you go. Hey, it works. <laughs> okay. So what do we got next on the list here? The Prestige. Good movie. That was Nolan's movie after Batman Begins, correct?
1: Correct. It was a movie made in between.
0: Right. That's what I thought. Good movie. Um, your thoughts first. You, 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 you told me before you love that movie. I want to hear what you have to say
1: I did it. love that movie. I really, 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 really did. And I tell you, but it made me angry. And okay. I, there's a disagreement between this and, uh, and my, my brother Charlie, who really attached himself to Bale in the movie. Got and it. me, I attached myself to Hugh Jackman in the movie. Because okay. to me he's the more driven, he's the more passionate, he's the character you're supposed to be interested in. Yeah. Um he's kind of who the thing's about, right? Bale's just his foil.
0: Yeah, I got that impression too where it's more about Jackman than Bale. Yeah. And Bale is just sort of the one he's his sounding board in a way almost.
1: Yeah, I got really pissed off at the end when um when Jackman didn't win.
0: Yeah. You know, I I didn't I didn't as pick sides as much, really, like when it comes to who who I was rooting for, but um, I really thought that there were a lot of really cool little touches in it that he goes to... It was an interesting story where they go to see Tesla yeah. and...
1: You know, I'll, I'll tell you, it's the first time I've seen Colorado on film it actually looked like Colorado, but it was probably like the Czech Republic or something. But it yeah. actually kind of resembled Colorado.
0: It resembled Colorado. It, it, you could, at least growing up in Colorado, as we both did, we could see that it wasn't, probably.
1: Yeah.
0: But it looked a lot more like Colorado than a lot of movies, except for, say, like Switchback.
1: <laughs> Which was actually filmed here. Yeah. I have been to the restaurant they eat at. Nice. The Wonder View uh, Inn or something. I don't know. But it's it's like alone at the top of this pass. Nice on the, the way to Grand Lake.
0: Nice, nice. I have never been there, but maybe it'll be on my travel plans at some point. But anyway, <laughs> anyway go back to the Prestige. I thought there was like I said, it was really interesting. Jeez, sorry. There's a lot of interesting little touches in it. You know, with the Tesla thing, and um, you know, where they where he was plugging the light bulbs into the ground. I thought that was really cool, um, and just the fact that that. They actually brought up Tesla as being this character who built this machine that would...
1: Yeah. And see, I never completely... But, of course, it's like every conspiracy theorist thing is, is Nikola Tesla invented everything, but they, you know... People stole or, it. Yeah. And,
0: right. Well, see, what I didn't... And I've read that there's actually evidence in a way to support some of that, that Tesla really did invent a lot of things that people, other people ended up getting credit for. Yeah. Because he didn't really care about getting the credit for it or something, or he, he didn't pay enough attention or something. No. But anyway, I didn't, I will say this, and maybe you can explain it a little bit better to me. I didn't totally get the explanation for this machine that would just replicate Hugh Jackman every time.
1: What do you mean? Was it supposed it to? It was supposed to be um, uh, you know, something that would send him from one place to the other. And that's that's the, the part of the movie where I loved and where I really loved Hugh Jackman was kind of the determination t- that said, you know, every night I'm never sure whether I'm going to be the one in the tank or the one on the... On the on the balcony. Okay, see, and that's where I knew, like, oh, that guy's cool.
0: Yeah. Okay. Was it supposed to be? And see, maybe again, I didn't quite. Was it supposed to be something that was going to teleport him somewhere, and it just it kind of malfunctioned a little bit, or didn't work out right, to where it would split him kind of in half?
1: Yeah. Okay. It would. It would would either see, and it's not explained because he doesn't know, and you don't know, which is the the point of that line, is that whether it actually does teleport him. But leave something behind, or it just creates another one in another place and he okay. drops.
0: Okay, see, that's what I wasn't sure about. And I guess maybe I wasn't sure because you weren't really supposed to be sure right. that that's what was going on. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, but I thought some it was, of it was
1: really good. Like when, uh, is it Scarlett Johansson or, or some other chick who gets trapped at the beginning and. Michael Caine has to charge on stage with the...
0: Oh, with the shovel or the pick or whatever yeah, it is? Yeah,
1: yeah, to break open the cage. I don't
0: think that's Scarlett Johansson. It I might th- be. I
1: think it was at, like their first assistant, because she like died, right? Yeah, she yeah.
0: died somehow or she ran off or something, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I thought, it, I thought it looked really good. I thought it looked really, really nice.
1: One of the few movies where Scarlett Johansson is actually good. <laughs> She's
0: great <laughs> in the island. <laughs> Everybody was great in the island. I read somewhere that she... I read somewhere that uh, she wanted to do that. She wanted to do a nude scene in the island, and Michael Bay talked her out of it. Really? And that I was doesn't like, sound I, like Michael Bay. I know. I said like, they made that up. Michael Bay—he's in love with these hot chicks.
1: Well, but he's also in love with the PG thirteen rating too. True. True. Well, that's well. He but both Bad Boys were R. But that was like his first movie too.
0: Yeah, but Bad Boys Two was R, wasn't it? Or was that? Yeah, did they, okay. because
1: well, but you've made an R-rated movie. It's hard to dumb it down to a PG-13. Yeah, for a okay. sequel, sometimes they try it. it yeah, a la Alien versus Predator. But yeah, it doesn't well,
0: really work. Okay, so anyway, that was just sort of an aside. But I thought that that movie looked really, really good. The proceeds.
1: Oh, of course.
0: And I think that uh, Christopher Nolan doesn't really get. Maybe he does, and I just haven't heard it. But I don't think he really gets enough credit. I think that a lot of his that I think his movies look really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, they always look really good.
1: He either hires really good cinematographers or he knows how to shoot.
0: Yeah? but So I liked it a lot. I never did see the other one. What was the other magic movie?
1: The um,
0: Illusionist. The Illusionist. That was with uh, uh, Edward Edward Norton Norton
1: and Paul Giamatti. It's weird. I remember at the time because um, The Prestige was the big studio movie. And it didn't really do so well. You know, it made a, f- a, few, a few bucks, but it didn't make back its money. But, and The Illusionist was the indie movie, and it was ridiculously popular, um, especially for how much it cost. But uh, the, I remember reading an article where they said, essentially, you know, The Illusionist is an, is an independent film made independently, but its storyline is very commercial. The, right. And The Prestige is a big studio movie where its storyline is very indie. I can see that, yeah. Because, to me, The Illusionist, and I've seen it, is really kind of blah. I've it's, seen I
0: never saw it, so. Yeah, it's,
1: it's not a great movie, but I can see it being crowd-pleasing to, like, you know, mom and pop kettle on the street. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean the 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 Prestige though, it's like one of my favorite movies of the last 10 years.
0: Well, it's very cerebral though too and you got to really pay attention and you got to really think about what's going on, yeah. which for a movie especially with a couple of guys like Hugh Jackman, Christian Bale, who people kind of got used to being these action guys or yeah. these popcorn movie guys, people might have gone, wait a minute, this to, I don't want to think <laughs> yeah. this hard. I, mean, I know.
1: Yeah, I love, I love the, with the wife who says, some days you love me, and or some days you mean it, and some days you don't when he tells her he loves her. Because, well, then if you think about it later, yeah, yeah. I was because like, sometimes I, it's one brother, and sometimes it's the yeah, other. Yeah,
0: I, I realized that later on when, I, when we realized that it was the two guys, I was like, that's what she meant. Yeah. I get it, you know. Um, but, I, the I, movie I, opens up for you when, you when you get to the end. Oh yeah, and, and then you figure out
1: what's going you on. You think about
0: the whole movie, and you go, "Oh, that makes more sense now." Yeah. And, yeah, which movies like that I like because that makes you sort of makes you really pay attention to it, and also especially if they make sense. There are movies like that where it's supposed to happen that way, yeah. but and you then think then about it. Like, wait, it's well, really dumb. Wait, wait a minute, that doesn't like make sense. Uh,
1: High Tension. Do you ever see that? The French, uh, Alexandra Aja's first movie, uh-huh. and it's this ridiculous thing where this girl's be these two girls are being chased around by a killer um who's just like you know horribly violently killing everybody and then at the end it turns out to be one girl's like schizophrenic moment and she's killing everybody but you go back and you think about it later you're like well who was chasing her in the other car? Then you know and stuff like that. Yeah. It was like, well, how the fuck did that work? Yeah, no, it didn't no, I, make any sense.
0: I had heard of that movie and I heard it was good, but then like I read a review that said it was really good or Entertainment Weekly, and they're saying yeah, you got to see reason, this it. It or... like
1: it was like big at the time. Like everybody was like, "Whoa, this is so good!" But then I saw it, <laughs> not so much. Right? Yeah.
0: Well, there, there's there's been plenty of movies that were supposed to be that way. Uh, about it opens up at the end, or it may it, it explains itself at the end, and you go, wait a minute, what? No, yeah. It's so, but I will say that the Prestige was one of those few movies. Well, maybe not few, but one of the best ones at that.
1: Yeah, where the the twist at the end makes sense and makes sense with the rest of the movie
0: right and it actually makes the movie make more sense or it makes you it lets you figure out what the hell was going on throughout yeah. the movie uh-huh. but I also think one thing too and one touch that I really did like which I mentioned before was that Tesla was the one he was a big character in this movie mm-hmm. I bet you anything that most people wouldn't even know who he is if we walked up to people even our age maybe even a little older yeah. and said hey you know who uh, Tesla was and go, what? no
1: yeah Nikola Tesla, I think the only thing people would know him now is I think there's an electric car named after him.
0: Yeah, and there's there is. A, I
1: can't remember what the one invention of his that's like famous is. It the, the
0: Tesla coil, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But it's funny because I've read stuff about him saying that he was just so ridiculously smart that people didn't even get him at all yeah. because he was so smart and he just was light years ahead of other people. and whatever. That's what they say. But, hey, you know... Anyway. Good movie. And hey, he's
1: portrayed by David Bowie in the film. I know, right? Which is like really yeah. random. I know, I
0: saw it, I was watching it, and, hey! You know, the first time <laughs> I saw it. Because David Bowie just pops up in these random movies sometimes. And they never advertise, oh, David Bowie's in it. <laughs> the last time,
1: Zoolander.
0: Right? Well, the last time I think they advertised that David Bowie was in a movie was probably going all the way back to something like Labyrinth.
1: <laughs> well, I don't think that's quite true, but yeah but
0: you know anyway i i think david bowie is a pretty good actor for being a you know coming up as a singer <laughs> a musician
1: so, yeah. yeah but, but yeah. of course he portrayed ziggy stardust for
0: years true true well his whole persona i think is somewhat of put on cuz his <laughs> name really isn't david bowie anyway that
1: was one of my favorite jokes that norm um what's his name norm macdonald ever did on saturday night live when he did weekend update <laughs> he did, David Bowie has where has married a man? Oh right. Oh no, wait. That's the supermodel Iman. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that was actually though. That was um, Dennis Miller. No, it wasn't. I thought it was. You want to bet? No, but I thought it was. I but anyway, it's, yeah. It's that normal, joke. Though. That joke was awesome. Yeah. He has married a man. Oh wait, no. Check that. Supermodel Iman. <laughs> um, I read something in Inter- Entertainment Weekly, just kind of going off in a little bit of a tangent here about. David Bowie's son just made a movie with uh, what's his name Sam Rockwell-huh uh that sounded very interesting uh, it, the the premise of the story is, is that Sam Rockwell is an astronaut he's a moon, like moon like moon colonist yeah and he's on the he's on the the moon space station by himself mm-hmm. and he's the only person he has to talk to is the computer and it's very claustrophobic and whatnot and he goes out and he sees this astronaut like trying, struggling along the ground outside in the spacesuit. Drags him in to help him, and it turn, it's him. Yeah, it's another Sam Rockwell. Did
1: you never see the trailer? I saw it, it was playing down the street. and I never saw it. I meant to, but I never got around to it. No,
0: I hadn't even actually heard of it until I read about it in Entertainment Weekly a couple weeks ago. Got to keep up on your indies. I know, man. I, I'm quit going to them.
1: see the Transformers Three.
0: I will. I'll be there for Transformers <laughs> Three. <laughs> I read, an, I read an interview with, uh, with Megan Fox basically saying, um, yeah, you know, Transformers, pretty cool and everything. And then they said, where do you hope to be in, in five or ten years? And she goes, not doing Transformers. I was like, <laughs> you know, come on, be a little bit more.
1: Oh, speaking of, of not doing that, I was reading uh, yesterday, I think, online on Dark Horizons, which is like the best movie news website. It definitely is. Oh um, cool
0: news can suck it.
1: Yeah, pretty much. I think mean, cool news is too opinionated. Like Dark Dark Horizons is like the actual like who's making what, right? Um, but anyway, I guess <laughs> Vin must be like just off his rocker or just taking back every word he ever ate. But like, because um, he made Fast and Furious after vowing he would never go back, and then of course his career died. So he, but now of course his career is dead. So he's agreed to come back as Xander Cage. For another triple X, really? Even though the one with Ice Cube didn't quite do so well. Well, maybe that's why. Maybe people were just thirsting for Vin Diesel. Does anyone thirst for Vin Diesel? Some, I don't know. Some people. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me. What?
0: <laughs> I read this. Uh, I read this really funny. Uh, or I heard this really funny anecdote. From it was second hand at the time, so now this is like third or fourth hand. That some actor who was friends with Vin Diesel while he was this struggling actor trying to get into movies and that kind of thing. And just before, I guess it must have been Fast and Furious. The the Fast and The Furious came out. Um, This actor friend of his just gets this random text message just in the middle of the night or something saying, I'm blowing up, yo! And that's all (laughs) it's from Vin Diesel. And that's all it said. (laughs)
1: Yeah, either that or Pitch Black. It must have. Been it must have, yeah, Pitch Black,
0: yeah, because that was before the Fast and the Furious. But which I like, f- Pitch Black. I hate. Uh, I
1: think. I think. I, I hate Triple X, but but uh, but Pitch Black and, and the original Fast and the Furious are really pretty good.
0: Yeah. Oh God, I hated the sequel though, Chronicles of Riddick.
1: I love the sequel.
0: Oh, that just I hated it. I don't. No. Know, I don't know why. why. It was supposed to be a big trilogy, but then the third one because Riddick didn't do any money. Um, the third one actually came out as a video game, I think.
1: No, well, that an animated. Was, there was an animated movie that came out at the same time.
0: That oh, was at the same time, just like
1: the Animatrix. Oh, okay, because they thought it was going to be that big. But no, I guess Tui and uh, and um, and Vin Diesel are still talking about making another Riddick movie. It's yeah. just a matter of getting Universal to give him any money to do right.
0: it. Well, I mean, what was that? Vin Diesel's uh, Babylon AD? That came and went without
1: nary of whimper. Well, because that was really, really bad. You see it? Yeah, I saw it. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the the only enjoyable part of it was like Gerard Depardieu who gets blown up by a nuke. Nice. But, uh, but it's 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 kind of a grim, weird vision of the future.
0: Well, I was actually sort of interested to see it just because. That's why I watched it. I was like, eh, maybe it'll be
1: good. Maybe it'll be better than they said it was.
0: And it was on, I think it was on HBO last weekend. And I was going to watch it. And for whatever reason, I didn't. Maybe I'll see if. If I get over to my HBO provider this weekend, I'll see if I can. <laughs> because I don't have HBO at all. Uh,
1: but <laughs> Where you can get your fix. I know. I'm like, I just need a little bit. Just let me see AD. Come on, <laughs> battle on AD. That's <laughs> all I'm asking for. I only need two episodes of True Blood this week. <laughs> <laughs> <And> 2 two.
0: <laughs> I've never seen True Blood. I've heard it's really good. I, I watched should. the
1: pilot, and that's it. That's all I've ever seen. Anyway. Anna
0: Paquin. I don't know what to make of her.
1: She's a, one of the worst actresses in Hollywood, and certainly one of the worst to ever win an Academy Award. Of course, she won it when she was like twelve. Was she, was
0: she like nine or something? Yeah, two or
1: twelve or thirteen. Yeah.
0: But well, yeah. I'm sorry,
1: but she's just terrible. Why do people keep hiring her? I mean, she um, gets
0: she gets great reviews in uh, in True Blood, though.
1: Yeah, but she's just as bad of an actress as she always was.
0: Maybe they just make the character so that that just works for yeah, her. Yeah, I think so. That would be so hard as a writer, I would think, to write a. To say okay, say that me and you are writing True Blood, and we come on, and they say okay, we got you Anna Paquin, and we go no Anna Paquin, <laughs> fuck, and you know, and then um, well, to well, have to write a character to where her bad
1: acting style makes it kind of fits in with the character, or but I think sometimes <laughs> also you you end up with writers who can write for certain people, like um, like uh, say Alec Baldwin and David Mamet or. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Even, like, Woody
0: Allen and, uh, freaking, like, Diane Keaton. or anything. Yeah,
1: yeah, what's, Samuel L. Jackson and, uh, Quentin Tarantino. True. Who just know how to read their yeah, lines. Yeah,
0: that's true. Maybe so that maybe she true.
1: just got lucky, too.
0: Yeah, that, that, yeah. Oh, speaking of Tarantino, I still go, I still do want to go see *Inglorious Bastards*. I, I
1: still don't. No? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't care about him anymore. After after Kill Bill and after Death Proof, I'm just like it's just done. It's like
0: yeah, but see in my in my view in my sort of opinion or the way I see it if, when it comes to the the new one, I just watching the trailer and sort of seeing the commercials and that kind of thing. It looks like he he maybe he's trying to maybe he got away from especially the Death Proof thing mm-hmm. where everybody just sits around and talks for 20 minutes at a time and maybe nothing. Thing happens
1: <laughs> but that's his shtick remember i remember seeing uh if you watch the like special features on jackie brown he's like it's the best movies man where you where you actually have time to get to know your characters and it feels like you're sitting at the table too and and you know you're getting to know them and they're your friends and i really started to think it was pathetic when he said that yeah. the characters in the movies he would watch were his friends and that's why he always has these enormous talking scenes, like Reservoir Dogs and all these things. Well, see, but because Reservoir, he wants to create characters that you feel like are your friends.
0: Yeah, well, and see, but the thing is, is in his earlier, in his earlier movies, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, even Jackie Brown, mm. those scenes felt a lot more natural. In the later ones, Kill Bill, and especially Death Proof, yeah. they seemed forced.
1: Yeah, well, and they seemed overly long, too.
0: Right, that's what I mean, is he went oh, this worked in Reservoir Dogs when they're sitting around talking for five minutes. It would work even better
1: if we talked for 20
0: minutes Death
1: about proof. the same
0: oh, inane shit. I, I bullshit. couldn't
1: get over that, like, diner scene with the three girls in Death Proof. I was just like, END! Oh, where
0: they're eating breakfast? Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh. And the thing that sucked is that Robert Rodriguez really got it. Yeah. And he, I mean, he hit that nail on the head with, the, with uh, Planet Terror. That
1: was perfect. I love Planet Terror.
0: Yeah, which is funny because the fact that I kind of think that Quentin Tarantino was the one that really kind of came up with that idea to make the Grindhouse movie. Yeah. But Robert Rodriguez was the one who really got it, and he made that movie. Yeah. You know, so.
1: Well, he made it fun. I think you can find both kind of growing Grindhouse horrors. The ones that are, like, um, really goofy about it and ones that are really kind of self-serious about it, and I think they just kind of... Embodied two halves of the Grindhouse thing.
0: Yeah, but Planet Terror, I love that movie. I, I just, I, I remember I remember we went to see the uh, Grindhouse Yeah, we sat and,
1: through the whole thing. And
0: the, the double feature. And just watching the, the, the trailers, watching Planet Terror, then watching more trailers, I was going, this is awesome. <laughs> and then Planet Terror comes on and lands with a resounding, oh, you mean- deafening, or Death Proof comes on, lands with this resounding thud.
1: And yeah, I was just like, it's like you, you, at the same time, you couldn't have had that first because people would have just left. Right. But as the second, it's such a
0: downer. Such a letdown after the first one. Because you get those trailers and then the movie uh-huh. and then the, tra- the, the Nazi uh, werewolves you know, the, of the S set. The, the Rob Zombie one? Yeah. You can really tell that's Rob Zombie. And what was Nicolas Cage doing in it? Do <laughs> He remember that? No. I don't he would, that. He would, and Nicolas Cage as Foo Man too.
1: <laughs> remember? No, that was this so has escaped
0: me. <laughs> yeah, and it was. The, it was not the the she werewolves of the SS or whatever. Yeah, I remember then, that. At I don't the end of the Nicholas trailer, at the end of the trailer, they're listing the the actors, and then all of a sudden, there's Nicolas Cage with this big giant Fu Manchu mustache, the whole getup on, and he's just <laughs> sitting in this chair, this big throne,
1: just going. <laughs> <laughs> I always I, I read uh, a while ago, so Lord knows if it's true that. That Eli Roth actually wanted to try and make Thanksgiving into a movie.
0: Wouldn't surprise me. Well, isn't Robert Rodriguez making machete?
1: Yeah. Well, there you go. He is. Eli
0: Roth is a twisted, weird motherfucker.
1: <laughs>
0: he is. Have yeah, you seen oh like oof. I think, oh, so. like, oh, um, I I think never we may have had hospital. this discussion about I saw the first one. I never saw the second one. Was the second one was still Eli Roth, though?
1: Yeah, they're okay. both Eli Roth. I think he's only made the three movies, Kevin Feeder and the two hostels, right? Or is there I something thought he made
0: something else. Um, um, I don't know. But he's in *Inglorious
1: Bastards*. He's one of the actors. Yeah, I know. Okay. I, I, see, I see him in the trailer. It's hard to miss him. <laughs> but, <laughs> Looking um, very smug. I just thought the trailer just was so disinteresting. And I hate Brad Pitt. I think I do these days. I hate him.
0: You know, it's funny to me. I've never liked Brad Pitt as being, quote-unquote, Brad Pitt being, you know, that, the personality Brad Pitt. But mm-hmm. I actually, I kind of like Brad Pitt in a lot of things that he's done as an actor.
1: Yeah, sometimes. But sometimes you get seven years in Tibet. True. <laughs> <laughs> you make a good point there, Phil. Um, you the, know, for every, for every 12 Monkeys, there's something else.
0: See, so he was awesome in 12 Monkeys.
1: That's isn't? the only thing that's gotten him an Oscar nomination, right? I think. I mean, otherwise you well, get Meet
0: Joe Black. He was nominated for something else, I
1: think. I don't think. So.
0: Maybe. I'm not sure. Okay, we're gonna uh, go through, what other movie? We have one more movie, right? We have The Mist. The Mist. We'll do The Mist, and then we'll do our trailers, and then we'll be... we Out of Your Lives for another week.
1: Thank God!
0: <laughs> so The Mist, uh, I loved that story when I was a kid. Yeah. The novella, because it's really not a short story.
1: Yeah, it's like 150 pages.
0: It's. I think it's almost two hundred actually, anyway. but yeah, uh, I loved it. I just loved that story when I was a kid, and I and I don't know if maybe it's because I've always sort of had this somewhat of attraction to these kind of cheesy horror, you know, like Friday the Thirteenth, sleepaway camp, uh-huh. you know, whatever. Yeah, because uh, that's what it is. You know, it's
1: it's kind of a well, it's a bit more. Um, it reaches for something with all the religious stuff, which is in yeah. the story too, right? Yeah, so, it's,
0: I think but in the story as opposed to the movie I think that that was used to make a point more along the lines of people can be real animals to each other even if they're saying in the, well, that's in the name the of religion in the Movie, No, no, but they're saying that that's one way they do it in the yeah. story as opposed to in the movie I think it reached for a little bit more than that with the religious I don't think stuff.
1: so, I, yeah maybe but I, I think it just showed that people could go crazy and start doing weird shit when threatened
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. And then um, the, I love the scene where they go over to the, uh, to the sporting goods store, or the pharmacy next door, yeah. and there's all those spiders, and it's like, yeah. But there's the same thing as in the book. Uh-huh. I mean, they, they, that scene translated really well over to the movie.
1: Well, Darabont's become like uh, the most famous adapter of Stephen King these days, I think. Mean.
0: Oh, that's all he does. Darabont? <laughs> Seriously, okay. Well, The Majestic. (laughs) But that was the only one. Because, okay, he did Shawshank. Yeah. He did The Green Mile. Yeah. He did uh, The Mist. Uh Uh-huh. He did uh, one other one. I swear he did. There was another Stephen King that he did.
1: I don't think so. Well,
0: I know for sure he did those three, but then what else was there? Like you said, The Majestic, but other than that. I don't
1: know. But but, that was a terrible movie, too.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, but then it, Stephen King has spawned a lot of movie, uh, not just movies, but movie, because Castle Rock Entertainment was originally made simply to make Stephen King works into movies. Correct. So now Frank Darabont has a career because he makes Stephen King prison movies, which was his first two movies. Uh-huh. It's like that's a quite a niche you've gotten for yourself <laughs> there, bud. That's a specific.
1: Yeah, you know, I think we talked about it before. Shawshank is really, really good. I always thought the Green Mile was just overplayed, and I couldn't bear that it was like three and a half an hours long.
0: It was long.
1: It's a it's a lot more pretentious than Shawshank is. Sure. Yeah, it is. Anyway, the the mist I thought was really, 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 really good. (laughs) Yeah, I thought it was really scary. Oops. And yes, we'll get to the ending because that's where Ooh. the movie either 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 it falls apart for you or it makes sense for you right um but I think the movie up to that point is really good. I love the tension between Andre Brower and him it's good
0: yeah, it is good, and I think that uh it captures the the movie actually is is well translated from the story, yeah, because you really have and even if you just want to say technically point there's these point scenes, whatever that are all in the movie, so it makes sense. And Uh I think that that scene, for some reason, and this is really nitpicky, but that scene in the back when the kid gets pulled under the door, Uh in the book, it didn't seem nearly as long. And for some reason in the movie, that scene seemed like it dragged for me.
1: It didn't for me. Especially when I first saw it, I was like, oh God, what's happening?
0: Right. Well, and then... But, again, I think that it was a really well-done uh, movie in of, of itself, mm-hmm. in and of itself, but also translated real well. Which is the special good.
1: effects look good for a fairly cheap movie.
0: didn't cost that much to make. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> I read somewhere that Frank Darabont really wanted it to be in black and white.
1: Yeah. Well, and I
0: think with some of the effects, you can actually tell that he may have been thinking that they were just going to make it into black and white.
1: Well, with the fog, so often it looks... Uh, it, it it drowns out all the color. So. Right.
0: Well, and I think too that he sort of imagined it as this almost like this sort of fifties drive-in movie. Uh huh. You know, and that's why he wanted it to be in black and white.
1: Uh huh. Well, I mean, it's kind of got that fifties drive-in movie end of the world by technology kind of thing going for it.
0: Well, right, and I uh, I think too that um, to who, who? Okay, God, I always get these guys mixed up. It's Thomas Jane, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I always get him and Aaron Eckhart mixed up, but I actually... It's an easy thing to do. They look almost exactly the same. They both have the big <laughs> chin and the, the kind of dark Blondie blonde hair. And, yeah. yeah. But uh, I th- I actually do like Thomas Jane a little bit better than Aaron Eckhart, personally.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so I I, I I, liked him in it. Um, he's in, have you seen that new show he's in, Home, by the way? I have not. Oh, okay.
1: I don't have HBO. Oh, or is it that Showtime?
0: Well, it's HBO. Weird show. We'll go into that next time. <laughs> um, but uh, who was the girl in it? I always forget who that girl was.
1: His, Blonde.
0: The one that became sort of his love interest, not his wife.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't think she's much of anybody. She may be somebody kind of, but I she's not that famous. I just remember the big blue eyes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She was pretty good, actually. You yeah. know, and the the old lady. I mean, everybody in that movie. The actors were pretty. I the could, old
1: I, lady. Hello, wasn't that Francis Sternhagen?
0: I don't know, maybe.
1: You don't know who Francis Sternhagen is?
0: Holy lord, I'm bad at this. I should just give up my podcast spot right <laughs> now.
1: Yes, you should. It's about boom buffs, and you don't know who Francis Sternhagen is. Wow. And I think, actually, the, the old guy who goes with him, Jeffrey DeMunn, mm-hmm. I think if you look, he's in, I think, every Darabont movie. That wouldn't surprise me. I he <laughs> loves Jeffrey DeMond.
0: <laughs> okay, so we've gotten up to the point where we have to diverge, I believe, in our opinions, the ending.
1: Yes, the ending. Um, uh, it's certainly controversial. Stephen King did say if he had thought of that ending, that would be the ending of the story.
0: Yeah, that's true. I know that he has said that, but I also think that one of the things that I really did like about the book... And maybe, and I'm not always like this when it comes to, oh, I like happy endings all the time or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the book, it was really like, there was just this one little tiny glimmer of hope. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, okay, we're going to go after it. I thought that was cool. It's like, no matter if it doesn't, you know, you get this one little thing that you might be able to hope for and find and work towards. Okay, then you're going to do it. I right. like that. Uh-huh. Uh that ending, oh, God, though, this is the way I felt about the ending. <laughs> I felt like Frank Darabont was taking his, both his middle fingers and saying, hey, audience, go fuck yourselves. The guy shoots his, fan, his kid, he, all these people in the car. Ten minutes later, the army shows up. I'm like, oh, I hate you. I just, it just. oh, it fucking pissed me off. What was the point <laughs> of that? Like,
1: what, what, was he, what was the point he was trying to make with that? I don't know. Um it could be the senselessness of bad decisions or I don't know. Oh. It was uh, the the pointlessness of life, the weirdness of disasters, who knows. <laughs> I, but I
0: but, tell you what, that that ending, oh it it I literally and it like I said, it felt like Frank Darabont was saying, "Hey movie or hey audience,
1: I, fuck you." Well, but it it's this it it's a lot of times in disaster movies, if you noticed, or, or these kind of world-ending world ones, you get the shimmer of hope for the individual characters
0: uh-huh.
1: and, the, and the abyss of despair for the rest of the world. Sure. This was the reverse. The abyss of despair for our characters and the, glimmer and, the, and the hope for the world. Sure. So I don't know if there was just like, hey, let's switch it. From how these movies normally end to where these guys look like they're gonna get away, but you don't know about the world. Yeah. And this time you you know they didn't get away, but you know the world's gonna make
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying. I just, I I just, and I understand too that, you know, sometimes you make a movie or a, a part in a movie or a decision with a movie or whatever that not everybody's gonna like. I have no problem with that. Yeah. But for some reason that seemed really just overtly kind of shitty. (laughs) <laughs> of a way to do well, it,
1: yeah, I just <laughs> he had to kill his kid well yeah and i mean, it's, a, it's a, but it's certainly an emotional moment. I remember watching it with one of my friends who has two two kids, and uh he was just like bawling well see, maybe that 's
0: one thing with me too, is it because I do have kids? i couldn't imagine just I, I couldn't imagine doing that, and
1: but could i Okay, but faced with that choice of them being eaten by ravenous little monsters or starving to death in a jeep, pricked by those little mosquitoes, whatever, um, versus a quick, painless, done—I no, I understand sleep or whatever.
0: I know I completely understand that, and I and I think that that's something that anybody would, most people would have a really hard time with, and that's maybe the point. See, you would have a hard time with that, you know?
1: Yeah, and I, I think may, that might be the point, kind of, of the ending is to get you to think about that decision and to have that discussion about what that decision means.
0: True, true. Well, and it's always good to have a movie that you can talk about later on, in term, more in terms of, oh, you know, did, them Transformers, <laughs> they blew shit up. What's again. the
1: epitome of that for us,
0: English? Oh, God. Law and Order.
1: No! We literally spent eight hours after seeing this movie discussing the moral right and wrongs of of like anti-terrorism. Are you talking about Oh
0: Swordfish? Yes. That is so How did crazy.
1: Swordfish start that discussion? But that we was, went on for hours on I think morality after watching that movie. That
0: was awesome. That's a discussion we gotta have for next time because that is a great discussion mm-hmm. spawned by one of the Oddest movies <laughs> to spawn that conversation, yeah. but I can remember it is as soon as we left that movie, we started just talking. And I don't think we ended up like going; like we stayed up until like two thirty in the morning yeah. just talking about. It. And that's I was thinking boring. Law and Order because of the one the re- yeah. the, with the retarded girl. I wanted a hashtag yeah. or whatever she the, said. Yeah, Who but
1: played by the girl who's in Can't Hardly Wait
0: and Six Feet Under. Oh,
1: that's right.
0: She was on Six Feet Under for years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, we we definitely have to have that conversation the next time, or at least condense that <laughs> conversation down, because that was a great discussion, and it still come, it's still true. That now, even though that movie came out before September, 11th. a long 11. time before, yeah. yeah,
1: like three years, right?
0: So, but and especially in light of all of that and all of the war and everything else, you know, I think that's a definitely a discussion to have.
1: Yeah. We won't get
0: try and get too political. Either.
1: It's still going to be
0: us, by the way. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. We're still going to talk about the guy falling out of the bus and blowing up.
1: All right, Amos. Well, then. uh, Oh, have we talked about Avatar? Let's Let's talk talk about about Avatar.
0: Avatar. First off, let's do the short ones first. Okay. Have you seen the trailer for... um, Oh, now I forgot, damn it. <laughs> what what trailers great you, podcasting! Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it just now too. What lists,
1: is, Amos. I, know, lists. I told
0: you I lost my notebook. I'm lost without it. I'm like the forest. We ghost. are too. Okay. So what? Okay. Trailers. Um. Oh, gamer.
1: Yes. I I take it. (laughs) (laughs) Was my tone an indication enough for you? Yes. About, I mean, I'm sorry, but Neville Dean and Taylor can sit on a bomb for all I care. I
0: don't know. I thought, I think it looks, maybe it might be kind of fun.
1: Uh, Maybe it's just that I don't like Gerard Butler. I think I've come to that opinion that I just don't like Gerard Butler.
0: Yeah, it's funny. I, I like him here and there. He's one of those actors that. I, here and there, I like him. He was decent in ugh, "Rain of Fire, which may have been like his first mainstream movie. He was uh, Christian Bale's sidekick.
1: Oh, he was! Yeah. And I was uh, the one I always think of him kind of fondly from is the Tomb Raider Cradle of Life. Yeah. But after that, it was like, as soon as he became a star, I just find him kind of annoying. Yeah. I don't know. No,
0: It's an interesting concept, I think. Uh, but I'm just Maybe. not sure how it works. Like, and see this is how much of kind of a weird mind I have. It's like how okay, what is this telepathically controlling them or are you moving your arms and legs or I'm <laughs> like how yeah. does this work? Yeah. I, but whatever. Anyway, so and then what's his name the guy the other guy from 6 feet under with the weird southern accent, the yeah, guy Michael the, Hall Michael C Hall from Six Feet Under Dexter. Yeah, he
1: has a terrible accent it was like, that What are you
0: supposed to be like, Colonel
1: Sanders? <laughs> no! What is like, this? whoa, what's that? I remember watching that trailer and going, oh, poor Michael Ceele. Yeah,
0: yowch. <laughs> <laughs> might
1: be up for a Razzie for that. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. um, and then I did see the... Uh, oh, was there anything else you want to say about no. Gamer? Okay. No. Um, uh, saw the teaser... For the last Airbender, which I mentioned earlier,
1: I think I've seen it too, but I, it doesn't really come to mind.
0: It's it's that kid fighting with the candles, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I've then, seen it. and then it pulls way out, and there's like four thousand ships coming. Yeah yeah, to, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that uh, image. I mean, it's, there's nothing much to the trailer.
1: Well, yeah, and I've seen I'm, I've actually seen the kid show it's based on, and it's a pretty good show. So if, I've seen pieces if, of it with my daughter. If M. Night Shyamalan can pull it out of his ass to actually make a decent movie for the first time in 15 years, it could be good. Yeah, yeah.
0: I actually was watching, uh, I, was in, I was watching, I think it was when I went to see Transformers, I saw the trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the person I went to go see it with uh, leaned over and said, Wow, they really, these special effects are getting crazy. With the, sure, sure. the shot, the really wide yeah. shot with all, the, with all the ships and the big flaming cannonballs. And that was just after we had seen the twenty twelve trailer,
1: which <laughs> yeah. is like whoa,
0: you know. So, mm-hmm. and then <clears throat> let's see, there was one other one that I can't. Oh, uh, nine.
1: Yeah, that looks the, pretty. The good. animated picture yeah. with rag dolls. Yeah, I think that, that looks actually, pretty
0: adult. I think it's. I think it's supposed to not really be a kids' movie. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it looks pretty good. I thought it looked good. I was thinking, and usually the animated movies like that, even if they're supposedly supposed to be aimed a little bit more at adults, um, they're usually not. And yeah. I thought that was, I think it looks very interesting. I actually mm-hmm. wouldn't mind seeing it.
1: I'm certainly going to go see it. I, I like it. and
0: It's sort of like after the end of the world, and I was like, wow. Now and it's ragdolls today. take over. Right, right, yeah. So... Whatever. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> Send your thoughts on the matter to canufbi at gmail.com Somebody email us! I know, Jesus. Christ! We have one email, and the only reason we have one email is because I told the person to email it so it would, <laughs> I made sure it was working.
1: <laughs> Who's Gmail checking up on us? I know, they're
0: like, are you still there? Nobody <laughs> sends you anything.
1: <laughs> you don't even get spam. I know! What are you doing? <laughs> um, okay, so the pièce de résistance...
0: Uh-huh. Oh boy, very, um, I really got a strong Aliens vibe from that. I really did.
1: Yeah, um, well I can see it because he's kind of gone for, seemingly for the the troopers in space with even some of the, the, the same kind of contraptions as he had in, the, yeah. in that movie.
0: Yeah, and then the part where like they were strapping into those big machines and it was almost like shades of the the mover yeah. that Sigourney Weaver was in. Uh-huh. Um, and then a lot of the, even stuff like the ships looked the same yeah and they looked a lot like the ships in terminator uh-huh and so but not to say that that's a minus in my book <laughs> i loved her aliens but um
1: as we established last yes week. as we We're on t- one monday
0: yeah so this is our yeah it's like a bonus episode right here <laughs> um but so i thought it looked good i thought that one of the things about the trailer that i didn't particularly like which i only sort of picked up on toward the end yeah was that uh there was no explanation. You could sort of pick up some of the story, uh-huh. but there was really not much explanation in the story at all. It was just, look at all the pretty stuff flying around. Yeah, pretty much. And I mean, if you re- if you watch it, you can sort of pick up the story, the yeah. avatar meaning that the guy is controlling the blue thing for a little while or something.
1: I think it, they turned him into the blue thing.
0: Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. But uh, yeah, I mean, it looked good. It really looked good. But I didn't pick up as to what... Because, if okay, some, a movie can look great, uh-huh, but okay. then if the story is, I mean, if the story itself is like, this is dumb, I mean, it doesn't matter how good it looks.
1: Yeah. The thing I think it keeps hidden fairly well uh-huh. is that this is essentially um, an advancement of the technology used on Beowulf and uh, the Polar Express.
0: Where you take, you film some live footage and animate, odor, oh, oh, odor it? Odor, odor it, it?
1: it, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, motion capture technology where they have all the little buttons on mm-hmm. their faces and bodies. And then they animate with those buttons. Yeah, this, they, they're not calling it motion capture. They're calling it performance capture. Oh. Because uh, the thing it's hard to tell, occasionally you can see it in that trailer, is that the people are animated too. Like, really? They, like they, they're done photorealistically, so that Sam Worthington looks like Sam Worthington. Um, but yes, they are an animated person. Why? I don't get that. What's the point?
0: Okay, you have the regular, <laughs> actor, you have the actors, you have the human actors, uh-huh. and you put them in with the CG characters. The technology at this point is up to it, unless you're really trying to go overboard with what the human characters can
1: do. Well yeah, you can you can have your I think the point being you can have your human characters do things that don't look so goofy. Like I mean, if you watch Spider-Man, it's really noticeable when it's Peter Parker in the suit and when it's CGI um, Spider-Man. Yeah, and that's it looked, true. it always looked goofy to me. That's so true. in this way you can take it from a CGI person to a CGI thing and the the yeah. transition is better because it's all CGI.
0: Yeah, no, I and can see that. And you can that. have
1: the environment be different and all sorts of Yeah, stuff.
0: yeah, I can see that. That's a good point. I I just was sort of, I think about it, it's like, okay, you make, uh, you know, you make the Green Mile, but we're going to make it animated with the photo capture realism and all this <laughs> stuff. It's so like, why? Um, but you know what I mean, though.
1: Yeah, yeah. and But I think also um, for certain technologies like 3D, it it makes it a lot easier to work in these new kind of revolutionary. It's not just like... I don't know if you ever saw Beowulf or the Polar Express in 3D on screen.
0: Oh, I never, I didn't see them in 3D, no. Um, I saw the movies. Like,
1: I went to the IMAX to see both, Uh. and you don't get the blue and reds. They're these weird lined, cross-lined things that pick up on different lines in the thing to bring it out. And it looks much more natural. It kind of hurts your head. But it looks, all 3D does though. It looks a little it looks more realistic than like just the blue and red stuff. Too. okay
0: okay well, yeah, I definitely I mean it'd be interesting to see the movie not only because of the fact that it does look I mean it looks really good even just on the little computer screen this big uh, it looks it looks really good and you know I, it's Cameron. I liked all of Cameron's movies except for Titanic. I was not a big fan of Titanic.
1: You know, I've, I've grown to be okay with it. When I first saw it, I was like, what's, what's Jim Cameron doing making a, you know, romantic movie? Not very well, but I've <laughs> grown to be okay with the kind of goofiness of the movie.
0: Well, it is. It's overblown, and it's sort yeah. of whatever, but...
1: I think that was part of why people liked it, but. Probably. Because it was this large as the life for moms. Yeah. Well, <laughs>
0: <But> like <laughs> all of his other movies, I mean, I, I do. I like, you know, I like Terminator, I like Aliens. Um, I, I like Piranha. 2 I was just gonna say <laughs> not seen Piranha Two, <laughs> but I like okay Terminator, Aliens, Terminator Two, um, the Abyss. Love the Abyss.
1: Everybody loves it Well no. now. No, look, that was his one flop.
0: Yeah, which is weird because
1: it's his most adult movie.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, am I missing anything? <laughs> Camera? Yes. Oh, True Lies! I love True Lies.
1: <laughs> I was like, I think they're missing a few.
0: now oh, what else? Terminator, Aliens, Abyss, Terminator Two, True Lies, Titanic, and
1: I swear there's something else.
0: We're in, now see this is what we're doing. We're doing this on purpose, podcasters, so that you send us emails so that well, you well, say you guys are stupid. You people can just look it up on IMDb. That's what, I'm That's what I'm saying. So they'll send us emails going, "What is wrong with you guys? You miss, you know." <laughs> um, but okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Avatar. I will probably go see it.
1: Um, I will certainly go see it. And I'll see it on 3D on the IMAX because it's cool shit. I, You know
0: what? I have actually not seen a, a 3D movie in the theater God, since like Captain EO or whatever. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have not seen any of those new 3D movies really? in the theater. Nope. I saw some of Journey to the Center of the Earth at home with the 3D glasses because they came in the DVD box. Yeah. But I haven't seen any of the new ones.
1: That's crazy. I think it's only those motion captures that look really good. Oh, well, I guess because I was saying I saw Superman, and that looked pretty good, the, like, 30 minutes. But that was kind of distracting, too, because it was only 30 minutes. So, like, so every it now it and again, pretty- it, just, it, would be, it would just be like the good glasses would start blinking at the bottom of the screen. You'd be like, oh, okay. you put them that's on. That's weird. Like, okay.
0: All right. Well, I think that's about it for this week. Um, again, we're starting to go along. long. Keep patience with us. Well, we're almost done. So. Um, <laughs> okay, email address once again, canufbi at gmail.com. Did we ever come up with a trivia question? I said we should, but I no. don't think we ever did. No. No?
1: That's why we need to do it before the podcast. That's
0: true. That's true. <laughs> okay. Well, then... Um, I guess that's it. We'll see you next week. Phil, take us out.
1: Can you fucking believe it? Thank you very much.